welcome to Tea and the Truth. This podcast is run by me, Mabel, a tea and true crime addict. Um, today we're, hence the name, Tea and the Truth. Today we're drinking a chai tea and we're talking about the mysterious death of high school student Kendrick Johnson. And on the topic of um, true crime, I like to recommend a book and it's called The Leaving by Tara Autobrando. It's not based on a, a true crime, exactly, but it's an incredible book and it's it's very similar to other cases. And if you're really interested in true crime, which you are, because you're listening to me talk, um, if you're really interested, I definitely give, remember uh, recommend giving it a read. It's addictive and it's, it's just really good and it's it covers all the grounds of true crime and is really interesting but anyways let's get on with the case so from this podcast today you can expect to hear facts about his death which are accurate and full of information and theories both common and individual so let's get started first i'll tell you some of the basic information surrounding his death so it was on thursday january the 10th 2013 17 year old kendrick um, Kendrick Johnson, but he was also known as KJ. So KJ returned from his home, he didn't return from his home in school, which was Georgia High. And it was a day later when his body was found wedged in the middle of a large wrestling mat in the corner of his um, school, in the gym. And um, so what was Kendrick like? Kendrick was one of the, the youngest of four in the Johnson family. And his mum, Jackie, during an interview, described him as smart and studious student. He was really good with numbers, which I feel like is quite sad because if it wasn't for his death, it's he would have had a really like bright future ahead of him. Because Kendrick didn't only just thrive academically, but was also successful sports wise, wise participating in his high school's football, basketball, and track teams. It was in what the students called the old gym were lots of rolled up gym mats standing up vertically. They were exactly six feet tall and three feet wide. And um, if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, you can. there's loads of photos on it, which I can attach one in the description of this. And they're really big. No one knew that those mats were later become a crime scene. At Kendrick's school, they had a locker fee, which is something like, at my school, I've never heard of it. But after some research, I found out it's when students have to pay like a weekly fee to own a locker, so like taxes. But it was like super expensive. And most of the students, including Kendrick, couldn't afford it. So him and another student, they like shared a pair of trainers. And instead of having a locker, which are really expensive, they would use a gym mat to store the shoes. So the student would jump up and toss the shoes into the gym mat for Kendrick to come and get and during the Christmas break because this so his death was in January so during the Christmas Christmas break some of the more some more mats have been added to the grouping which left Kendrick's mat in the middle at around 1 30 p.m on the 10th of January CCTV surveillance in the gym showed Kendrick entering the old gym and walking over to the gym mats in the corner but there is no more known footage of Kendrick after this. He was marked absence for his next lesson, 
which is really unlikely because like I said he like he was really clever and thrived so he wouldn't want to miss any of the lessons. His mum then expected him home that evening but was confused because it was so unlike him, so out of character. And he was also due to attend his school's basketball game but obviously wasn't there. Jackie, his mum, then reported a missing persons file at around midnight that night. The following day, Friday, January the 11th, 2013, Jackie went into Kendrick's school to alert the teacher that her son have, is missing. And obviously, Jackie was really worried. Um, because when someone's so young and there was, there was no, nothing like this had happened to Kendrick before. And he was really popular among his friends. So obviously, Jackie was really worried because she knew something bad has happened. And then at around 10.30 that day, still the 10th of January, uh, no, still the 11th of January, um, a PE class came onto the bleachers, um, but known to us Brits as benches, uh, next to the mats. A student looked down and can see like a pair of feet poking out the mats. Initially, they thought it was a prank, but when they looked down, they could see a body. The school's gym coach immediately tips the gym mat over and tried to get the body out. But he could immediately see the person was deceased and the body was like clearly dead. There was blood and stick on the floor and the head was extremely swollen and had a pungent smell. And when someone's dead, they carry a particular aroma on them, which is really bad smelling. So that was probably the, the last straw, the main hint that the gym teacher took, knowing that he was dead. And because of the all the signs of death, the gym teacher thought nothing else could be done. So he evacuated all the students and one of the students had called the law enforcement and medical personas and they were arriving. Then his mother, who was still at the school, was then informed that her body had been discovered and then confirmed that the body in fact belonged to her son, Kendrick Johnson. Police then started interviewing students but couldn't gain information other than that no one heard shouting or distressed screaming. Which I which is like such an anomaly because he was stuck, and normally you would scream for help. But for me, I feel like this is a reason to suspect foul play, which I'll talk about later in the theories. So, the scene. Police examined the scene and reported seeing the mats knocked over by the gym teacher when he was trying to get to the body. They also found a yellow folder and a physical science folder. I feel like this is a really hard artefact because it's, it just highlights how young he really was and how it's really such a shame that something has happened to someone this young with such a bright future ahead of him. And um, in the mat, Kendrick was wedged upside down. His sneakers, or trainers, um, were off his feet and beside him on the mat. There was a small pool of blood where he had been standing with one of the shoes on top. Um, the shoe did not have any blood on top of it, which I feel like is really weird. And the trainers, or the shoes that are being talked about, are the ones that... Um, were being borrowed by the two boys. Approximately six after, the body was um, discovered by the coroner and then called off. But six hours? What were they doing there for six hours? Their excuse for this delay was that the forensics team had to finish before lawyers could be involved. I'm sorry, but I still don't understand how it took six hours for the scene to be processed. Even after nothing was really found, no evidence was gained. So... There was no evidence to take up that six hours. And when someone is dead and there's been a crime scene, um, it's almost a law. They have to get 
the reason of death almost immediately and they have to find it out really quickly and six hours that's quite long and that wasn't the only unprofessional aspect I found like the photographer who would take photos of the crime scene and the body itself wore no shoe wraps or protective shoe gear which easily could have affected the crime scene by maybe giving his footprint or dirt from his shoe and I felt like that was really unprofessional and um, the the sealed body, the sealed body bag Kendrick's body was in, was actually open and shown to his dad, which I feel like it's really hard to answer. It's bad because they shouldn't have opened it and that can lead to oxidisation of the body and different with the body that a pathologist might not be able to understand. But then at the same time, it's, you can't like, it was his dad and you can't like take away the privilege of a, a family seeing their son for the last time. So if I was the person who did it, I would, it would be a really hard decision to make. Like, do I keep the body like fresh um, for science or do I keep it more meaningful and show the dad his son for the last time? And on January the 14th, Dr. Marianne conducted the autopsy of Kendrick's body. In the report, she noted congested de decomposi decomposition, changes of the head, neck and torso, so the swelling, but no injury other than superficial abrasion right on the right wrist, um, left neck and forefinger. Kendrick's death was marked due to positional asphyxia, which is when someone can't get enough air to breathe due to positioning of his body, which was upside down, so it's very unlikely he'll be able to breathe. Accidental, which was accidental. Investigators believe he went to get the shoes, then fell then fell into the mat due to the easy give. He then they claimed that the blood found around the shoe came from his mouth, nose and eyes due to the pressure of him being upside down for twenty one hours. But as soon as his parents got the autopsy results, they were unsatisfied. They also hired another private pathologist, Dr. William Anderson. They felt very, very strongly that William, that Kendrick, I don't know where I got William from, that Kendrick had been murdered and even rallied about it. Uh, in June, the autopsy results from the private pathologist, Dr. William Anderson, they came back and they found out that Kendrick's body had been stuffed with newspaper. Well, the Johnson family, they were outraged um, by the funeral company and continued to sue them. Um, stuffing a body with newspaper was a really common practice back then to prepare the bodies for the funeral. Because it can be really alarming and disturbing to, if it's an open casket at a funeral to see a body that doesn't look like the body. So it didn't look like Kendrick. Because without the organs, the organs have been taken out to be weighed and to be dissected to see the meaning of his death by the pathologist Dr. Marianne. But, yeah, so it had been stuffed with newspaper without their consent. And a long time ago, common, uh, it was a common practice, so they also used sandpaper and cotton wool and stuff like that. But his parents, like I said, were outraged and sued the company. Um... Dr. Anderson, the private pathologist they had hired, remarked his death as this time blunt force trauma, not accidental. So they're very, two very different um, 
like perceptions of his death. One said that it was an accident and that he'd fallen and uh, he died of positional asphyxia. And the other said it was not an accident and he had been a hair blunt force trauma. So moving on to theories. Um, So accidental, on the topic of accidental, people that believe it was accidental usually believe that, um, so he was trying to get the shoes, fell in and couldn't breathe, uh, which is, I feel like it's likely, but it's just really playing on my mind, the bit that he wasn't screaming. Because if he fell in, even if you knew no one was in the gym, you still try to scream to try and get help. So the other theory, the one that I'm more lenient to, is foul play. And so there's two kind of options. Well, there's obviously like infinite theories uh, due to the, the lack of information. But the two main theories of foul play, one of them that he was pushed in there and maybe, and he didn't scream because he knew that um, someone was right there, like the person who had pushed him, and that he knew screaming would only um, like trigger the other person to remember do something even more bad to him. And the one I believe in, more was that uh Kendrick was killed previously um on the maybe the 9th or early morning in the 10th so before he went in there um he was killed and his body was hidden in one of them in a way but then I also there's flaws in every theory because in that theory what I believe in the flaws are that the CCTV evidence clearly saw him going to the mats but then, because there was no CCTV near the mats, we don't know there's someone else waiting there or someone that had someone else there. So, but then that would um, help the theory that because he didn't scream, and I feel like that would um, really support that because if he's already dead and he'd been body had been put in the mat then he wouldn't be able to scream because he sadly was deceased. And yeah, but I'd love to hear your theory. So yeah, what do you think? Do you think foul play or accidental? Both are strong, but yeah, it's a really complicated case. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of about Kendrick Johnson. It was a crazy incident, as you can see, very unfortunate. And I hope to see you here next Saturday for more terrifying but true crime cases. Thank you for listening. Bye.